This baby hits 88 miles per hour. They're gonna see some serious. Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. Did you miss us? This is episode 61, The Secret of the Ooze. Ooh, have we really not used that one? That's I, a pretty hey, good one. Not according to the list. We have to have used that. I thought so too. It's, it's not on the list. I looked it over once, looked it over All twice. Right. I'll believe you. Okay. So I'm Corey Draper. With me, as always, are my uh, fellow mutant ninja turtles, Colin Harmon. That's me. And Wes Allen. Do you believe in UFOs, astral project- projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit, spirit photography, te- telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness Monster, and the theory of Atlantis? Now I do. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. We this, hey, we're back. We did it. This is um, uh, episode 61, a month after episode 60, I guess. I yeah. don't know. Hey, life has been busy. Uh, thank you for staying subscribed to us, if you are. I hope that little notification that you saw in your uh, pocket computer surprised and delighted you. What if it was my watch computer? <laughs> That's fine, too, as long as you are listening to the podcast via that device. I don't have one of those. So. Well, then why would you even ask the question, Colin? Just, so now, it's completely pe- derailed. Just think of the people out there. I don't have any notifications for podcasts. Is that a thing people do? That's well, a good well uh, no, not maybe not notification, but you know, you open up your podcast app and you see like new next uh, to okay. it or like little whatever thing is a new episode or it comes up in your list. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? People find us somehow. <laughs> and if you found do us they? somehow, I hope that it delighted you. However you did it. Good job. However you did it. Uh, and if you heard us say the secret of the ooze before, write us an angry letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our news episode, and boy, do we have a lot to go over. I feel like there was stuff that was coming out as soon as we, we released our last episode covering yeah. news. Uh, yeah. And so we've got a ton to cover. Probably there must be cover something everything. in the air because people are dying. People are dying. Our pets' heads are falling off. So we'll get right to it. This is our news episode we like to uh, lovingly call a recurrent affair. Did you hear that they're going to make that song the new national anthem? Uh, yes, it's about time. <laughs> Good. Brings a tear to my eye. Yeah. I hope Trump knows the words to it. He, he definitely does not. Uh, so obviously we, um, well not obviously if you haven't listened to this before, but obviously. usually we go over the sad things first so we can get to the happy things later. Sure. And unfortunately there are a few thing, few sad things to, to go over. Some people have passed away that we have known and loved from our childhood. So uh, we'll just get right to it. Um, Catherine Hellman, you might know her from Who's the Boss? She has passed away due to complications of Alzheimer's. So uh, rest in peace, Catherine Hellman. Did any of you watch Who's the Boss? I did a little bit, but I'm sad to hear that we may never find out who is the boss. That's well, a good point. The world may never know, just like the Tootsie Roll Pop. Um, <laughs> Three. Did you watch it? It was I, a sitcom. I did watch it. Of course I did. Yeah, a sitcom that uh, aired in, it aired in the 90s, right? It was partially 80s, 90s? Yeah. I think so, yeah. It was both. But uh, yeah, I definitely watched it. It was definitely earlier in my childhood, so I don't remember a whole lot about it. I do remember her, uh, and I remember her as a sweet person, at least in the show. So uh, sad to see her pass away. Mm. Um, mm. And we will just move right along to Dick Miller, mm-hmm. uh, who has also passed away. You might know him from Gremlins. 
Terminator. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Burbs. Didn't hear about that one. Um, keep up with the- uh, yeah, he well, was kind of a character actor. Like, he was kind of, he was. I don't feel like he was ever, like, a main character, but he was always known for being in Joe Dante's movies, which who directed Gremlins and the Burbs and... It's it's one of those people where it's like you see his face, you're like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you've definitely seen him before if you watched anything in the 80s and 90s yeah. or before that. So. Yeah. And if they pretty... ever needed someone to play like Walter White's dad, he would be perfect. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, and he, he was 90 years old, so yeah, natural, natural causes, causes, so that's, that's good. That's the way we all want to go. Yeah. Mm, in my sleep. I guess smoking cigarettes works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Keith Flint. He was the lead singer of Prodigy. Did you guys ever listen to the Prodigy? Not with intention. I, I definitely I was a Firestarter for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Is that what is that what they called yourself? Well, that's yeah. their one song that I knew of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had a friend that was super into it. I never realized they were called the Prodigy. I, I just always yeah, I always them known Prodigy. Him, knew him as Prodigy. Yeah. Um, uh, it's unfortunate. It's another musician uh, that has taken his own life, um, which is always super sad. And uh, just it makes your heart hurt because, you know, obviously when that happens, people who know them go through the whole, you know, it was, could I have done anything different and right. all that stuff. So, you, you know, your heart hurts for, for the loved ones on that one. And, you know, just hope that they know that, you know, obviously it's way, way bigger than they could imagine. It's way more difficult than they could imagine. So um, rest in peace. Keith Flint. And then finally, uh, this one happened quite recently, and it's Luke Perry, which mm. was a big shock. He went through a stroke, and I know he was kind of on the edge for a little bit and then finally passed away. Luke Perry, you might remember him from Beverly Hills 90210. Did you guys watch that? That was slightly before our time. So I uh, watched it because of my older siblings. Yeah. Yeah. And we had just talked about yeah. this a couple of months ago that they were doing like a revival That's of right. sorts. And they had officially announced that like a day or two before he died, which is crazy. Yeah. Or it was right before he had a stroke, which I guess he had a stroke and then died a few days later. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was like crazy timing that that happened then. Um, it was. Yeah. Super sad. I mean, he was I mean, he's, he was still working as an actor. He was on Riverdale playing Jughead's dad. So okay. um I, and I know this because my wife watches Riverdale. <laughs> big fan. Uh, that's big the only reason fan. I know that. Uh, and yeah, you know, he's, um, I, everybody talks about him. Like, he, I mean, he was a great guy, like one of the good sure. ones. So sad to see him go. And so early. He was 52. Two. Yeah. yeah, 52. So um, yeah, it's just another one gone too soon. So RIP Luke Perry. I also remember him from uh, Simpsons episode when oh, yeah. Krusty shoots him out of a cannon. <laughs> he takes the place of sh- Sideshow. Bob, uh, I think either either Sideshow Bob or Sideshow Mel. I can't remember which one he takes place of. Like temporarily, calls him Sideshow Luke Perry, (laughs) shoots him out of a cannon, (laughs) and then he goes like through a window, and then like uh, bounces off the roof of a of a pillow factory, and then onto the street, and then gets run over by a truck carrying marshmallows. And, but nothing specific. Just oh, that. and then I think there was one uh, point where he goes through like a thing of acid, and he screams, "My face, my beautiful face!" <laughs> uh, anyway, it's very fond memory I have. At least you know, obviously, I watched The Simpsons way more than 90210. Sure. But, uh, anyway, most people did. That's probably true. <laughs> most of America can agree with you on that one. So thankfully, that that ends the list of of the passings 
Um, and we get into the revivals of our loved things. The number one thing that we have on the list here is Unsolved Mysteries. We've talked about this uh, on the podcast before. We have the creepy music, which I, which is starting now. That, that music, it just brings back chills Haunting. to your spine. Haunting. There's going to be a Netflix series. Um, and I don't know a whole lot about this one. It's going to include Sean Levy, who is a Stranger Things executive producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is announced, right? Or, yeah. or are they in production? Yeah, they announced it. Um, but I'm not sure when it's supposed to come out yet. But I wish Robert Stack would return, but he is no longer living. Yes, so also. I know that they've brought back Unsolved Mysteries a few times briefly throughout the years, mainly mm-hmm. in the like early 2000s. But... Um, I wonder I'm interested if on- to see what Netflix does with it. Yeah. They're pretty good about doing kind of like documentary style things. Mm-hmm. And apparently they're going to do like reenactments and everything just like yeah. the original wow. did. I really hope that they have like, they make it, they do the reenactments in like an 80s style. Like you have oh, like yes. bad wigs and everything. <laughs> like I feel like that would be funny. But it look like their budget is $9 yeah. for the total episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I... Uh, they're they're bringing back Rescue Nine One One, right? Then we, we have we gone over that before. Is that I a real think thing? So. I feel like I heard. Hold on, let me look it up. Because I feel like I feel like those two were together, weren't they? Like, didn't they air side by side together? I think so. I always yeah. kind of think of them in the same realm. Yeah. See, Rescue Nine One One, though, I feel like you could watch it and not be scared out of your mind because it always sort of like intended to have some form of happy ending. Like, but then they put his leg back on and like it was all fine. <laughs> then it went to commercial break versus Unsolved Mysteries. Like, and that person who chopped people into bits and <laughs> ate them is still at large. And you're like, oh no. Like, you don't want to look out the windows or like pull all the drapes and everything. It's terrifying. I always felt like I always have a, a staring contest with Robert Stack because he had never blinks. <laughs> That's really interesting. Yeah. I never thought about that. Like, yeah. I watch it on Amazon Prime because all those epi- the old episodes are up on there and like uh, yeah that's it I feel like they could probably just show a still image of him and get a good person that impersonates him and just do a voiceover yeah of it I am so interested to see how Sean Levy 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 Adam Levy Levy Sean Levy Levi Levy does at this because I feel like a lot of his like movie credits are more like weird family comedies and then he did Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I took a turn. Yeah, it was like yeah. I, so. I'm very interested to see like, are they just hoping that he doesn't accidentally make like cheaper by the dozen again <laughs> in this or something? Like, I can't figure out how they're hoping to. Do. I mean, he made like uh, the internship and Night at the Museum and Pink Panther. Was he the director or did he director just... of all of these really? things? Wow, I didn't know that. So I was just a matter of like, what what is he doing? Interesting. I mean, I get it. Like, obviously, Stranger Things has done uh, what's the word incredibly well. <laughs> uh, so I understand that it's given him some sort of immediate track record in this right. category. But he found his niche. Hopefully, certainly has succeeded in this category. What's well, the thing is, if you have so, if you come up with something so like well successful, you just kind of get give the king. You get the keys to the kingdom in Hollywood, and you just get you're able to fail so many times after like a big hit. Like I think of uh, like in Night Shyamalan when he did Sixth Sense. Like to this day, he's making things that nobody likes. Uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> still true. able to make them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, which yeah. you know he did have more than Sixth Sense. Obviously, he had Signs and Unbreakable, and and then The Village, which was kind of on the edge. People are on polar opposites of that movie, which I loved, but. Um, after that, it's just that, and hey, he just keeps making movies. People keep going to see him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I as for nine one one, I did find an article from Variety came out in October that said uh, they've learned that the re- reboot of the classic series nine one one is currently in the works. Uh, 
How, uh, however, unlike the original show, this weekly two-hour format would offer a live look at first responders taking real emergency calls every week. Uh, original uh, series host William Shatner would return ooh. to host the new series with the veteran actor joining a panel of, made up of actual firefighters and EMTs and police personnel discussing the emergency calls in real time. Huh. So it's interesting. Two hours. Yeah, I guess I'm like, gotta, does any show do a two-hour block? I know. I don't know if that's sustainable. That's pretty. Yes, I know. That's pretty yeah. epic <laughs> to like co- like commit to that long of a, yeah. of, a of an episode when you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Does but anybody have cool. the attention span these days right? to do that? Uh, it it is kind of a neat twist where they're actually in- including you know may, I don't know if they're still going to do the reenactments or whatever, but including like real people from there, which is good. I mean, the, the whole point of that series is to glorify and uplift the first responders and. Uh, police, firefighters, people. Maybe who Verizon will sponsor things. it. <laughs> Maybe. Dude, if it isn't sponsored by Verizon, they're dummies. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Maybe anyway. it's just going to be called Verizon. Uh, Verizon, a... I'm on one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, sorry if we didn't mention that before. I guess maybe we missed that piece of news. I thought I had heard it before. I guess it wasn't from this podcast that I heard it. <laughs> so, uh, so unsolved mysteries and nine one one. Are you cheating on us with another podcast? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, speaking of Netflix rebooting things, the Babysitters Club is going to be coming to Netflix as a new ten episode series, at least. Uh, uh, the first season, we'll see how it, how it goes. But this is for the female listeners. I know all two of you, my mom and my wife, who listen to this uh, <laughs> podcast. Actually, I, I just assume we don't have many female listeners because we have zero female representation, and that's yeah, our fault. That's stupid. But well, um, Corey is very handsome, so yeah. it is true. You must know. Good that. thing this isn't YouTube. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does have a YouTube channel. Yeah. Play yeah. reaction, and I've got at least three subscribers on that one. So. Yeah. One of them might be a woman. <laughs> One of them might be. Thanks, Mom! <laughs> but anyway, Babysitter's Club, did any, did any of you have any type of a West? You know, I mean, I know you had sisters. I had a sister who was into it, but I never actually read the books. So I think I remember there being books in our house at some point. I don't know who read them. It definitely wasn't me. I swear. I swear. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Colin, were there Babysitter's Club books in your house? Nope. So, <laughs> this is where we suffer, happen. not having any female representation. Yeah, it was not. It was not something that appealed to me as an audience member. Yes, and that is the end of my rant about that. Okay, well, I did <laughs> good rant. See the trailer <laughs> to the movie made in the '90s, which had Larissa Olenek, who was a huge crush of mine at the time, mm-hmm. Alex Mack. Uh, but no, I never actually saw the movie. So, hmm. we are experts. Yep. <laughs> Seems like it's going to be great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I guess. I hope they're going to reference the source material when they're making the TV show. Yeah. What source material? Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to something we have seen before. Sure. So there's going to be a Sandlot sequel series. Yeah. Say more words about this. Say that five times fast. Sandlot sequel series. Mm. A two-season sequel series. (laughs) Two seasons of sequel series for the Sandlot series. Cool. But it's going to have all the original cat. All this and this is where I stumble. Mm. All the original cast. cast. Um, How is that possible? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's been like twenty plus thirty years. Yeah. Well, so it's well, gonna here's take, well, it's go going to take place in the eighties. All right. And I I have a feeling it's going to be a passing of the torch. They're uh, going to be okay, parents. Okay. They're going to teach it's their like little house. kids how to right. play baseball. Which at the end of the movie they like. Say, like, it's one of those things, like, they tell what each other did in the future. Like, mm. eh, he had five kids and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So we already know their futures. That's true. 
And hmm. I know that the Jet played for the Dodgers and had a mustache. And stole home. Yeah. <laughs> the little things that stick in our brains so, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it should be interesting. I mean, I don't know if there's like a really a big call for it. But I yeah. think I think The Sandlot is near and dear to all of our hearts because it was an incredible movie yeah. and mm-hmm. just really captured the essence of, you know, being a a boy. I mean, even <laughs> though it was set in a different time, but like being a boy growing up and just like uh, playing sports together. I mean, I know not a lot of us. Actually, none of us played sports. Really. Oh, I played sports. I, I played uh, I played t-ball growing up, and that was during that time. T-ball. So okay, good. That sport's and, and, pretty hard. And Little League. Did Little League, so... I play what, basketball. Who am I to disparage our <laughs> I athleticism? I think you're judging us pretty harshly I think I right am, now. too harshly. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, The Sandlot was such a great movie, and uh, hopefully they can capture the essence of that show, of that yeah. movie. Well, it's set in the it. 80s, so automatically it's going to be good, right? Well, That's I'm glad, true. I'm glad it's taking place in the 80s, because nowadays it'd be like, we'd just be watching The Sandlot grow weeds while they all sit inside and play video games. <laughs> so it'd be super yeah. boring. Yeah. They're actually not. Yeah, they're actually not. They're just playing um, a baseball Nintendo game. Yeah, it's just MLB yeah. 1984. <laughs> <laughs> Wait but, a minute. Uh, it's going to be on an undisclosed streaming service. Which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's like coming soon to crackle. <laughs> they're making it, but nobody's picked them up yet, and it's like okay. Well, with Netflix, you usually know if it's Netflix, they are going to announce it when it's on Netflix. But if it's well, the whoever announced this is somebody, maybe the showrunner or something, said that like it wouldn't be hard to figure out what streaming service it is. So it, automatically, it's Netflix or Hulu or something. Oh, all right. Well, or we'll Amazon see. or ESPN. Or crackle. Well, it's like, why would they hide that though? You know, if I don't know, if it's on Netflix, you would say Netflix because that's like that's yeah. the top yeah. one. So right? it's probably Hulu. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, this is really cool, and all that reboot is in the works. And guess who's behind it? Your mom. Yes. Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell. Kel Mitchell. Close. I know. Kenan Thompson. That's just as good. How is he going to have time to do this after his sixteen wait, no, <laughs> decades on SNL? <laughs> It's funny how he has been the new Tim Meadows, but he, I mean, he has this thing to come back to. I wonder if he's realizing that it's like, okay, SNL is kind of the end of the line for me. Clearly, I'm not getting uh, work elsewhere, so mm-hmm. let me go back in time and uh, capitalize on that retro obsession. Yeah, I just hope we get another Good Burger movie. That's all I'm asking for. Mm. You know, <laughs> it's kind of a sequel from that. Mm-hmm. So that. I did hear that Kel Mitchell. I, I did hear that Kel Mitchell was going to be. In some way involved. Uh, did you guys hear that? I think that there will be original cast members involved. Okay. So I would imagine he's doing that as well. Yeah. Which apparently it's premiering this summer, which at first surprised me, but it's like, oh, wait, it's just like a, it's a live show. Like they don't have to do all this pre-production and oh, building yeah. and right. writing and all that stuff. So I mean, they have to write it. But... And I wonder if his experience on SNL will help oh, kind of yeah. craft uh, the show and everything. Well, and that's that's kind of what's the exciting thing about it is that it's not – it's not just going to be like, oh, hey, what was popular back then? Oh, let's bring back all that. I mean, it's somebody who has been there as a kid and then has been continuing to do yeah. sketch comedy for a very long time. And I so. feel like all that, like a show like that will always be relevant. Cause, yes. You know, yeah. That's enough for tired. kids. Yeah. Well, and what was so great about all that and something I didn't recognize as a kid, but I recognize now was the diversity in it. And I think a lot of that came from uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner being a part of it. And you're kind of passing the torch to another, passing the torch to another African American man who is going to probably make that a, a priority, bringing in a lot of uh, cult, multicultural 
uh, influence to it too, mm. which is which I think is great. Yeah. So I really think it. I'm I'm actually kind of excited about it because I do think that he'll probably maintain a lot of the things that were great about all that because he was there and he knows yeah. what was successful about it, and he has new experiences to help him uh, make it successful. So. Yeah. And finally, we can see Pierre Escargot in the tub again. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. <laughs> there are small children in my nose. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of Nickelodeon shows, are you afraid of the dark? Yes. It's finally happening, guys. Yeah. Which this was always in the news of the all that reboot. This was always like buried in it. So like it was announced with all that, but nobody really made that big a deal about it for some reason. I wonder if there's just not that much information about it yet. I I, well, it's weird that they would do that. Yeah. Like I wonder if they surely they would have foreseen that that if you announce two things at once that one thing is going to get all the pub yeah. and the other other one may get buried but i feel bit, like so. are you are you afraid of the dark is a very iconic nickelodeon for show sure. i feel like it you know stands next to all that for sure and, they were both snick shows yeah and, and just like all that i feel like it's a timeless thing that you could cash in on again of making spooky stories for kids and yeah. everything i feel like it's kind of timeless i feel like the world needs that now yeah. you know i feel like there's not that many things that's why kids are wimps now but <laughs> it's gonna but, be crazy to think of them doing that with the cg they have nowadays too. oh yeah oh, dude yeah. Think about how creeped out we were by just the practical effects that they had back then or slash the 90s oh, yeah, yeah, the ghostly. Uh, technology <laughs> that they had back then. But, like, dude, this is going to be a lot more real. No, should, yeah. we, should we let our kids watch this? I'm kind of scared now <laughs> <Seriously>. myself. <laughs> I wonder if since all that and Are You Afraid of the Dark are coming back, if they're going to make a new Snick. Oh, I'll be very yeah, excited to do that. Yeah, That's interesting. And I th- I remembered that. Remember, there was supposed to be a Rocco's Modern Life TV movie that was supposed yeah. to come out a few years ago that we got like a we got a trailer, trailer for, for it. it and everything. Oh, I haven't heard anything yeah. from that. I wonder if they realized like, wow, this is good. Let's make a new series based off of this. So I wonder if like hmm. that would be in SNCC as well and just have a, another new show attached to it as I'm well. I'm down. So interesting. Let's know. do it. Could be cool. Make it happen, Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. So there's now going to be a Gremlins animated series. Who was asking for this? Um, us. Guys like us, people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> we only have ourselves to blame. I know. <laughs> it, it's going to be in the Warner Media Streaming Service, which I don't even know what that is. Oh, I don't yeah, know if I've that exists that yet. Says no one. Uh, it doesn't exist yet? I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't think that's on my Apple TV yet. <laughs> and uh, I'm kind of a, a, and this might be a side tangent, but I'm really uh, terrified of this whole, like, everybody jumping into the streaming service. Oh, now, yeah. I mean, we kind of all wanted the a la carte cable system, but now it's like, oh, no, we're getting what we asked for, and now it's going to cost yeah. us a lot more we're money. We're going to subscribe to, like, 10 things, and they all cost, like, $10 More than a cable subscription and, would have. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, like, the big cable conglomerates saying, like... It's like they're the monkey paw and they're laughing at us. It's like, this is the twist. We got what we asked for, but it's like so much worse. You know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Are you referencing the Ari Frey of the Dark episode? No, well, that's, a, I mean, it's not just Ari Frey of the Dark. I mean, okay. there's been a is lot of pop culture references thing? to the monkey okay. paw where it's like, I was you about wish to be very proud then... of you for referencing that. Now I'm not even. <laughs> well, yeah. So I thought it was too. But... <laughs> um, we, we all draw back to our first introduction to the monkey paw, but I feel like that's a, kind of a thing that's in the lore. Of, I saw it in The Simpsons, too. That's probably where I learned it. Oh, uh, yeah. But I don't know if I'm as excited. I'm excited at the thought of a Gremlins animated series, but the plot that they kind of pitched out, I don't really feel that excited about it because it's supposed to be kind of like a prequel series that follows Mr. Wig, who is like the Chinese grandfather that originally had 
uh, Gizmo. Mm. And apparently it's just going to be like following him and Gizmo uh, on adventures, which like that doesn't sound very entertaining to me at all. Yeah, it's the crazy know. misadventures of Mr. Wig and uh, Gizmo. <laughs> yeah. I think I just changed the channel in my brain. <laughs> and like I don't think he's going to be called Gizmo because Billy gave him that name in oh, yeah. the movie. Good. So oh. he would just be called like a Mogwai. Oh. So like I don't know. I, I feel kind of on the fence about it, but it could be amazing. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I don't know. And, I, and I, I'm scared that that's the way they introduce Gremlins to a new generation. I would rather them do like a sequel or a live action series or something like yeah. that. I don't know. The thing about like, Gremlins, though, is it is a good merchandising pull. It is. There is a lot of good merch. It still is like, right now. universe they <laughs> yeah. could build out of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. So there's there's probably that huge arm of that that's probably appealing. Well, there is. So this is kind of like a dual thing here because there's going to be a Chucky sci-fi series, but then they're also doing... on the channel sci-fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that, a science fiction. Good call. <laughs> uh, yeah, S Y F Y series, but then there's a new Child's Play that's coming out in theaters. Mm-hmm. So are these going to work in conjunction with each other? I'll try and unpack this the best I can. Okay. I think that. Um, it's a rights issue type of thing, oh. which it's weird that they're kind of coming out in a similar time. But Chucky, um, they have continued to make Chucky mo- movies like straight to streaming sort of straight to DVD type of movies like within the last few years. And they've all that. had the the title of Chucky. They've never they haven't had the title of Child's Play since like the first two or three movies. Yeah. So I think it's like a rights issue. So I think like Bride of Chucky and all that, since that started, it's been like some other production company that's making it. That's weird. And I think whoever makes the rights to Child's Play, the first few movies, is rebooting it, doing a remake of it. But it's weird that they would be able to use like his likeness and everything... But I know the title. That's so weird. It is. It is such. I guess it's. They have their own way of kind of getting around it somehow. Interesting. But that is interesting. Well, yeah, it, it is interesting. So but there's the, going to be a series yeah. that has Chucky on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it's going to continue those movies that I talked about. Like the franchise is going to continue that. Yeah, but then there is the Child's Play reboot, uh-huh. which has a trailer out now, and. Um, Wes made me watch it, and I'm going to have nightmares all over again. Same. <laughs> and people are going to laugh at me because it's just a stupid doll. But if you've listened to this podcast before, that was uh, a very big childhood fear of oh, yeah. mine. It's, so it's I think creepy, it's man. very interesting that they call it a buddy doll now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which buddy. is like what I guess it was based off of in the first place, but it was called a good guy doll yeah. in the original. But, yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, it looks very interesting. Um, it looks well shot. And, yeah. Um, Has Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, which is odd, odd choice, but yeah. we'll see. But yeah. yeah, as a mom, which I thought as was as a mom. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, it looks it looks cool. I, I, I'll dig it. I'll watch it. It comes out the same day that Toy Story Four comes out. <laughs> oh, that should be fun. <laughs> which mm. I think was on purpose. <laughs> a toy murdering people <laughs> and. Uh, movie about toys. Yeah, that's I will say the purpose. marketing for this movie has been incredible. Yeah. They've really teased it out that I feel like a lot of people, they just want to hurry up and show, throw a teaser out there mm-hmm. or a trailer. They did a good job of showing like a teaser image, having like a fake marketing, like uh, the company that makes the doll. They yeah. made like a fake website and kind of built up this company. Wow. And, Doesn't uh, it always seem like horror movies have the best marketing campaigns? Yeah. 
Like it always seems like they're the ones like that are willing to take the risks to tease people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, did, I think they've done a good job with that. Interesting. I did do a little bit of uh, micro homework. I was just bringing it back up. Uh, Don Mancini is the guy who has written every uh, child's play and Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. He wrote all of them. Mm-hmm. He's a screenwriter for all of them. He is only involved in the TV series, not the reboot. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah. Huh. So we'll see how that goes. All right. Well, but I will say I got super nostalgia feels over the Orion logo of like the production company <laughs> yeah. because yeah. like they I That's don't feel true. like they've made stuff in a long time but yeah. like it made me get nostalgia chills when I saw that. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. They're doing their job then. Yep. That's what they're going at. And after. I love that they use the original child's play like typeface and mm-hmm. logo and everything. Mm-hmm. It's good. Smart. 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 So more horror, th- horror things. Horror, 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 horror things. Mm, bless you. You've heard us talk about this on a Halloween episode in the past, our many moons ago. Our very first Halloween episode, Wes brought up these uh, these kids' books that were super <laughs> creepy and scary, and had these animations on them that were super creepy and scary. Yep. Um, and it's scary stories to tell in the dark. Some of you might remember these super creepy and scary books. Uh, yeah, so they're making uh, making a movie I mean, with, all the sto- yeah. with all the stories, <laughs> mm. including the it's woman who the has spider eggs laid, laid in her face, yeah. and they pop out of her face, and there's spiders everywhere. I am so surprised that, well, these books were banned in the <laughs> 90s, yeah. and now, like 25, 30 years later, they're showing these trailers are so Super Bowl Sunday <laughs> during yes. the game. Dude. The biggest audience, widest How audience possible. How far we've jumped from that. But, yeah. yeah. But Dude. they've showed like maybe four or five like quick teasers that yeah. just gave and all of, I think all of them but one are based from stories from the book. Like they're straight mm-hmm. out of the book, straight, the illustrations are like right on. Yeah. So uh, it's Give crazy the that they translate that it. to film. Just, I mean, the the teasers... If you like this thing, you can look at the teasers. We'll put it in the show notes. But like, <laughs> just the like one this. with the with the woman, and it's got the spider leg popping out of her face, and it's just like it's disgusting and also horrifying, yeah. and just not my <laughs> thing. But hey, you know, Colin's laying on the floor over here. <laughs> Seriously, uh. somebody give him a blanket. He's shuddering. Can we move on to Aladdin so that we can all <laughs> yes. be grossed so out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So happier things. Okay. So. This was uh, this got a lot of publicity, probably not in the best way, but there was an Aladdin teaser that has been released since we have last spoken yep. about Aladdin, and we got a blue genie. Mm-hmm. We got him. We got what we wanted, yeah. apparently. And again, it's the monkey paw situation. We, we <laughs> it's like, no, take it back. Yep. We're sorry for wishing it. Yes. Uh, Put it back. Put it back in the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, a lot of great memes have been made from it, but uh, what'd you guys think of it? I, I Honestly, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I, it wasn't creepy at all to me. It was just like, oh, that's really bad CG. Yeah. Um, and, and that was my thought. Was that what you guys thought? My thought was, I told you guys so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's probably better if he's not blue. It was yeah. one of those things, which I'm sure we've talked about in some other forum, but I was like, like a few days later, the Frozen 2 trailer came out, and I was like, oh, that's where all the money went. <laughs> they didn't use it on the CG yeah. for the Aladdin. They used it all on Frozen 2. I just don't understand. It seems like his head is imposed on a different body. Yes. It's mo Why? Well, it's like, okay, so do, do you, did you guys watch The Mummy 2? Let me think. No, Back but I know exactly where you're going with this. Okay, so... 
The Mummy 2, I was excited as a young uh, high schooler slash middle schooler. I can't remember which uh, year it was, but it's probably high school. And I was very into wrestling, and this was The Rock's cinematic debut mm-hmm. in The Mummy 2 because he's going to be the <laughs> Scorpion King. And he his big debut was basically just CG The Rock on this half-scorpion, half-man, really bad CG body. That's what this reminded me of. And this is like 16 years later. Oh, and no. that was, seemed like the same quality CG. Uh, very creepy and very uh, scary. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm using those two words a lot, I'm realizing, in this podcast, scary. but that's just that's the theme right now. <laughs> I just looked up that clip, and it makes me very sad. Wow. <laughs> like, somehow The Rock has prevailed in his career, to say the least. But, wow. Maybe yeah. Will Smith will prevail in his career well, as well. Well, here's the good news. It's a teaser, and it comes out in June, and there's plenty of time to fix it, right? Right? They, Is that, they won't fix I it. I want to believe. Here's the, I there's guess, been a lot of backlash. Yeah. I think the thing is, is they'll definitely give it a third look. And try to make it look. I feel like there's like some proportion issues. There's some like uh, how much muscles they're using in his face in the mocap that isn't super great. Like I saw a few things of people making their own version of it where they're yes. kind of fixing it. And Correct. it didn't oh, wow. look half bad. Like kind Correct. of making his cheekbones a little bigger and okay. kind of filling out his body. If people can do that just using yes. band-aids and Yeah, but I don't gum. know if they're going to do it. You don't think so? I don't think so. It's, it's Disney. I mean, it's, it's, it's made a it's lot like of It's like they don't news. listen to anybody. They do their own thing. Yeah, that's I don't true. Know. We'll, well see. I, I think they'll make some modifications. I think uh, we won't necessarily be pleased, but, I mean, uh, other parts of the, the trailer are beautiful. Like, right, the, yeah. Uh, so there's some yeah. other, like, huge scenes or Which, some of the costuming are gorgeous. We saw the rug. Yeah. Saw we carpet. See rug. And, we uh, saw hot Jafar. That's right. <laughs> Which, you know, all of this, unfortunately, has been overshadowed by Blue Genie, but it's, uh, it's yeah, it, it does trailer. look great. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'll still watch it. We'll all still watch it. It's Disney. You're right. They're not going to do anything. They know they're yeah. going to get our money anyway, yeah. so it's not going to prevent It's not like when it. Gap rebranded and everybody hated it and then they <laughs> retracted back, like, never mind, that was just nothing. It's yeah. Fine. Yeah. But, like, some of the establishing shots of, like, some of the parade, like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I've gone through the trailer and it's really pretty, so I'm just, I'm excited to see it still. Um, I think they'll make some modifications. Hopefully he's not blue for very long. Maybe that's the case. Maybe yeah. it's just limited shots. I mean, just can't help but think of Arrested Development and Tobias. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Blue Man Group. Anyway. Yeah. It's usually like one... I'll shut up. It's like usually like uh, one CG company that gets assigned like a character like that. Sure, yeah. And they might have another company come in behind them and fix that kind of stuff. So like someone will do all the matte painting or somebody else will do like the animation for Abu or for like the quadrupeds oh, sure. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I think they'll probably bring in somebody else that'll do some cleanup there. I hope so. There's hope. There's hope, guys. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so something else that has just been released is a teaser for a brand new Ghostbusters movie. Mm, I did. I saw it Super Bowl. To be released in 2020. And apparently it's going to be the original cast or it's going to be a direct sequel. That's what we know. It's going to be a direct sequel to the original mm-hmm. movies, not the reboot with... Kate McKinnon and most McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, and all that stuff. Leslie yeah. Jones. Huh. And that they're just t- tossing that in the garbage, and <laughs> they're pretending like it didn't happen. Are they going to go like multiverse like Spider-Man? That's the question, I think. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, Harold Ramis is gone, so you can't have like the full four. True. But uh, do you think you have like a passing of the torch and then like a well, new here, Ghostbusters comes here's in? Here's like the story behind it. Apparently, I could have some of this wrong. Jason Reitman is directing it, which is Ivan Reitman's son, who did the original Ghostbusters, uh, partnered with Dan Aykroyd, yeah. and Hot tip. did that. 
And Jason Reitman, he's did, done Juno and a few other kind of like kind of indie-ish type comedies, has said, I'm never going to touch Ghostbusters. Mm. But apparently over the last, recently, he's been, he had a good idea for Ghostbusters, even though he said he's never going to touch it. Mm. In secret, he was working with somebody else, wrote a script, uh, told it, told the story to his dad, Ivan. His dad cried from the pitch that he had wow. and said, you need to turn in the script to Sony. Turns in the script. They're like, all right, you're approved to make this movie. No like revisions to script, no Holy nothing. Cow. They're like, here, here's your budget or whatever that you asked for. You're going to start filming this summer. So like evidently that happened in December. So okay, like well my hopes are months ago, roof. and just the way that they have filmed this teaser is all practical. Even the inboard with summer 2020. That is insane. They went through the archives of like uh, the studio, and they found all the like original vinyl cut letters from the original poster, and made it and made all this like green smoke and stuff. Like all of that is practical, wow, which is crazy. And the sound of the proton pack and everything, like that that's fun. that's from the archive uh, sound effects from the original movie. Like they didn't like did create that. those and yeah. everything. Like everything is so that was very good. I have high hope that one he is not gonna the one problem with the answer to the call, the one from a couple of years ago is that they spent way too much money, yeah, on it. and that was like Dan Aykroyd's main critique with it was like they just spent too much money and they they couldn't make anything back on it yeah so i think they're going to do a more low budget more practical type of movie that's more emotionally driven which i am all for that and apparently they're going to they're looking for four teenage aged kids hmm. uh to fill that role so i don't know what that means yet does that mean prequel I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense because they all formed the Ghostbusters uh, I don't, as adults. I don't <laughs> think it's anything like we're picturing it. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see a bunch of kids in proton packs or whatever. Okay. Um, but I feel like there is going to be some passing of the torch type of situation. Hmm. I don't know. But I am so excited for this movie. Um, I, I wonder if Sony is trying to course correct all of their franchises because you think of what happened with Spider-Man. It's mm. like they made the amazing Spider-Man one and two. Those did terribly. And then all of a sudden they started working with Marvel studios and then they got Spider-Man right. Yep. And now they're doing Spider-Verse and all that kind of stuff, like really pouring into that. They're doing men in black again. They're, I feel like they're really trying to leverage their franchises and I'm excited to see what they do with Ghostbusters. So, yeah. And I hope Ecto Cooler comes back. <laughs> yes. That's the real win out of this, honestly. <laughs> well, if it does, you can guarantee Wes will be right here yeah, drinking it. it while recording the podcast. By the yeah. gallon. He's been drinking Surge every week since he ran out of his yeah. Ecto Cooler. So. It's a sad replacement. <laughs> it's worth it. Well, that wraps it up for the news. Obviously, it was a lot because we it's been a while. So sorry for that. But um, sorry, not sorry. How about that? We will be back soon with a second episode. We're not going anywhere, so thank you for subscribing to this podcast. And uh, we haven't asked for this a whole lot, but hey, leave us a review on iTunes uh, if you like this podcast. If you don't like this podcast, whatever, just put up a, a review. That seems to help the old algorithm. Uh, this, <laughs> the old algorithm. The old algorithm. Um, 
and will help us uh, show up in some place that uh, might not otherwise uh, be if you <laughs> don't give us a review. So anyway. Kind of like the genie. Uh, and share it with your friends. And uh, hey, interact with us. We have an email. Passforwardcast at gmail.com. Just kidding. AOL.com. Yeah. Send, it, send it to that one. Mm-hmm. No one uses Gmail. What is Gmail? Never even heard of it. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Passforwardcast, Instagram at Passforwardcast. We have a Facebook page. Whatever your medium of your choosing, we'd like to hear from you. Yeah. So follow mm-hmm. us on those outlets. And uh, until next time. You really don't know who I am. Genie, wishes, lamp. None of that ringing a bell. Yo, rock man! <laughs> Give us some tassel. I think there's something in between that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Later, snorks. Passport was recorded in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida. Not! <laughs> it is something like that, though. Yo, rock man! Give me some tassel. <laughs> Cassel, I think is how he says. Give me some Cassel. Hey, Clavis, wake up. The show's over. Oh yeah, kick it.